And welcome to the boys of the Golden Throne. Uh, we're going to test out a new, I guess, synonym? No, no. Acronym? Acronym. Acronym, yes. Yeah, yeah acronym. So it would be the uh, the Bot GT. That's what we're going to be, our, our acronym. <laughs> Bot GT. I imagine it's just like this awesome robot who's just like... Bot GT. Bot GT. Some 80s cartoon or something <laughs> oh, like <yeah>. that. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So he looks going? menacing, but he's here to protect you and your family. Bot GT. <laughs> um, so yeah, what we're going to be talking about this episode is kind of what we've been doing, our hobby talk like normal. Our main segment, which is going to be the Bot GTs, uh, running an event series, uh, part one, tables and test games. And then we're just doing our uh, regular closeout show, just talking about what's going on lately and for our events, and you should how to join them and our podcast. Yeah. One sec, I got a burp sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That that'll be on the recording. I I, I just had a. I, I, have, I have no coffee. So I had a Coke in the fridge, so I'm having yes. Coke. Yes, yeah. listeners, usually we we record <laughs> after in the evening after Teo has put his lovely daughters to bed. and uh, But now, because of, uh, because of Chud, it's all Chud's fault. We're up <laughs> early. We're recording. Instead of drinking beer, we're, well, one of us is drinking coffee and the other person's coffee machine broke down. So uh, someone's cranky. <laughs> okay um yeah so that's 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 it. so welcome to the episode <laughs> <laughs> and uh i hoped you enjoyed those new transition tunes uh made from my uh our like a sound guy do we have a sound guy now I guess we do. Oh, let's shout him out. Yeah, Tanner Hayward, you're uh, you got some, you're getting some shout outs here. Uh, we'll give a link. He's starting his own little. Since this, he's all like gung ho. He's gonna start his own little like music development company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we spurred him on. Sweet. Yeah. Podcast so... already already making changes in people's lives. <laughs> making changes to the world. <laughs> right on. Uh, so it's, uh, AJ, what have you been doing in your hobby life lately? Wait, wait, wait. I gotta give Tanner just a oh. little bit, a little bit more shout outs. Uh, dude, Fugelhorn action. I love you, man. I love you. <laughs> you're just, you're just making my heart, my heart string sing. Oh, wow. It's just beautiful. <laughs> All right. The good vibes. All right. Now we can get on. We can get on. I just had to get that out of my system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, am I going first? Is this what we're doing? I can go first. You've always go first. All right, you, you go first. You okay, go, go first. All right. Um, what have you been doing? Uh, more building and painting of terrain. Yeah, because terrain's awesome. Oh, I'm just, I'm so sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> there is that, though. Yeah, I'm so sick of it. And I'm like, it's not even close to being done as much as I wanted it to be. Like, Which like board I'm, is this that both, you're working on? Both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, like a crazy Maybe thing. that's your problem. Maybe you got to focus on one. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just more of that. I still have to sit down and do more. Like oh, everything's all built. That's the good thing. Yeah. So it's mainly like it's just painting now. It's just getting those other little bits in. 
you know what? I actually saw, I saw this video that I'm going to try to refine and send to you. It was um, this dude doing this like really wicked technique to really quickly paint terrain. Mm-hmm. And basically he did like one spray, like do a base coat spray and then use another spray can to just do like patches around the building and then go back and do heavy dry brushes on it. That's, and that's, you could do, I, I know the time you're talking about. That's what I'm actually doing. Oh, really? I, okay, I did, cool. I'm at the dry brush stage on all the buildings now. Oh, but that's the easy part. Just suck it up and do it. I just That's right. I, I got to suck it up and do it. I know I do. I know I do. Okay. <laughs> um, then I purchased some terrain, which oh, ended yeah. up developing my city table a lot more and my Caliban table a lot more. So, um, guy I know... Um, Alex, he was selling all his terrain because he never plays at home anymore. And he sold me the Dark Angels Fortress of Redemption. Yeah. So I got that. Yeah. Which is obviously developing my Caliban table. So it's going to be like forests all around it with some like the ca- the thing in the middle and then some like, like a death clearing area around it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then some like little bits in there. And then the other one is he also had two Imperial Bastions, which I'm going to add to my city table. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so the city table is going to have, like, two bastions, uh, two full buildings, a warehouse, and a bunch of, like, ruined buildings and small terrain and, like, Age of Defense line pieces and stuff. So that, cool. that So, yeah, and then um, one of the things that I'm – I don't know how I feel about it is I'm debating on stripping and repainting my white scars. No. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, you only have 45 days. I know. What? You have 45 days, dude. Do it after. (laughs) Just at least put like three coats on. I don't know. That's that's a gamble. You're going to paint 3,000 points in 45 days? I don't know. I think. God speed, sir. The reasoning is, is our local store got the whole line of Vallejo airbrush paints in. Oh, yeah. And they have all these new technical washes and stuff. I just picked up one of their washes yesterday, yeah. actually, the and first time. So my the the store owner was kind of telling me and showing me how to do it. And if I didn't have the reds and blacks on there and the silvers on some of them already, yeah. I could like do it from the white again and get super beautiful depth from the whites. And I literally yeah. just have to like hand paint the reds and stuff on. And how would you? What kind of wash would you use? Would you use like a kind of a an orange, like a an amberish kind of, or what's the? I would actually use kind two of... washes. They have their light okay. gray wash, yeah, and then I would use their uh, uh, what is it? I can't remember the color. It's a, it's like a, a lighter tone wash, like a, like a soft tone. Like of what? Of like a black, of blue. Uh, uh, it's a more of a brown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be yeah, a, a brown to light gray to white transition. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Sweet. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Like, I've been experimenting more with the airbrush, which I'll get to in a bit. But it's it's really interesting using washes through the airbrush is really, it's a completely different effect than it is. using a, a wash with a brush. Yeah, so I that's find. why I'm thinking of Reed's doing my Wascars. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I yeah, I I I don't know how to help you there, man. I feel like you just got to bite the bullet and finish them, and then do them later. I think that's what you should do. Yeah. You, like, I I don't know. Like, I want you to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be there it is it, well that's you know it's not it is not a fully painted event it it's highly encouraged highly yeah. encouraged but if you want to deal with uh some preferred enemy on your stuff yeah. then um, yeah okay so that's that's one of the things um what i've done kind of i've played a lot more games lately oh yeah which is Ooh, with uh, just mainly Nico, uh, just because yeah. he's the person locally to me. He lives yeah. like a like a, a five minute drive away, not even. So we we play a lot, um, but it's getting a bit stagnant because he's getting someone to paint his custodes army. Okay, so I'm playing against his world leaders, but it's just such a weird matchup. It's like I don't I have anti tank, but I don't have like Spartan killing anti tank. Mm. So it's me whittling down two Spartans. And then killing the contents inside. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, You're going to have to figure that out. I can kill one Spartan pretty quickly, but two Spartans is not... Oh, he's ranked two. Yeah. Right on. Jeez. Yeah. Two Spartans and Angron. Yeah, that's that's dirty. Yeah. So I, I beat him the other day, mainly because we've been talking about how how I should be playing my White Scars. <laughs> and then I played it how we like figured it out, and it just like... He got angry. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. He wah, gave wah. away the trade secrets. Yeah, then... he gave away the trade secrets. And so, it's like uh, my, my game with Jeremy once he showed me how I should be playing my Mechanicum. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why did I ever tell you? Beat him at the tournament. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I uh, did that, played more games, won with that. Um, I also played an Iron Warriors guy the other day, and uh, he won. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a weird game because, like, nothing died really for, like, the first three turns. And then, like, everything died on, like, turn four and five. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that that happened. And then uh, just been playing around with Iron Warriors lists. That's most of it. Because I'm still wait- I'm just waiting for that package to come in to start building them. Right on. Yeah. You see, so you're just in the skunk works. I'm in the skunk you know, works. Yeah. Making lists. Oh, yeah. Just sitting on the toilet on Battle Scribe. Oh yeah, the good the old thinking throne. <laughs> the 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 uh, stinker tinker time. <laughs> stinker tinker. All right, sweet. Well, that's yeah. a good good amount of progress this yeah. week. How about you? Oh man, I've been a machine. Um, I've uh, I've gotten a good little stunt stint of hobbying in because my uh, my lovely fiance has been away for 10 days, so <laughs> I've been able to do, get a lot in. So uh, let's start off on this long list here. Um, I've been, I got a whole bunch of, I got two more sets, or no, probably three sets of Mechanicum, the Mechanicum buildings, three boxes, and I have a whole bunch already, but I kind of built them in like the 90s, kind of like how we did back in the day of just like the corners of buildings and stuff. And I really wanted to, I've started building buildings that are more filled in. And I really like the look of that for more of the dense city fight um, tables that I want to put together. So sadly, these were like painted really well, but I wanted to add to them. So I kind of filled those buildings in and 
bit the bullet and re-sprayed them. And so uh, I've been painting. I've got like two are those big the buildings. buildings. Are those from me? Uh, no, these are uh, the ones that I've had oh. for a while now. So, yeah, basically like filled in four buildings and sprayed them down, repainted them. Um, so I've got, they're pretty much done. All the base coats are done. I just have to do some washes and dry brushing, um, and then do some of the technical effects, but I'm basically doing, um, there's a video of one of my, my heresy loves Duncan <laughs> from <laughs> GW, um, uh, painting the Mechanicum building. So I'm do I'm following that like to a T, uh, and I think it looks really good. So Whatever Duncan says, I will do. Um, <laughs> thin, thin coats, thin coats. Thin coats. Why do you paint down? Yes. Uh, so I've been doing that. I've also uh, been doing some prep for the LVO. So I've built and based coated my Ordinatus. Um, so that's been fun and scary i've it's the first time i've been using the airbrush to do a vehicle so um, it's like why don't i do the biggest vehicle possible <laughs> to try it out <laughs> but i think it's it's good I, it's um I, like i was talking before about the washes uh that's what i was kind of testing it on and i think it's turned out pretty well that i can move on to probably starting to do some of the details on it um uh, but i'm going to keep it bra it's basically just sprayed red well you saw it yesterday yeah, when yeah. you uh when you popped over so um yeah it's coming along still got lots and lots and lots and lots to do but uh it's pretty awesome seeing that thing come together man is it big it's like i sent i think i sent you a picture of um the a picture with uh, the other Mechanicum tanks beside it, oh, just yeah. for size it's, comparison. You have to see it in person to realize how actually big it is. It's huge. Like the gun, I got the um, Sag Sagittarius, I think it's called, yeah. the, the I, big I cannon. The, I think it's the better one than the big dish. Death Ray? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like more manageable. You're gonna. I think I'll use it more because it's 700 points. Like yeah. I can get that into a 3,000-point game, right? Yeah. So... Um, Anyway, so I've been doing that, um, and then what else have I... Oh, yeah, so I was just showing you earlier before we started recording, but I've been working on this um, Archmagos Dominus, so he's going to be my main leader for my Cybernetica, and this is actually kind of sl slash a shame section. So this <laughs> Magos has been something that I've been thinking about for a while so like the secutors one i took i got two packs of secutors and i took one of those secutor models out that i was yeah. going to use to make a magos and so that's been around for as long as the secutors uh, have been around so finally what i did is i've got that body of uh of one of the secutors i kind of chopped his back out and put the head um piece of a magos dominus like the snail shell yeah. And put that on his back. And then I used bits from the 40K uh, Megos for his power axe and gun and yeah. head. And then used one of the green stuff tentacle makers to do a whole bunch of like cords and stuff like that. I am super stoked. Super jazzed. <laughs> 
super jazz. The jazz hands are in full effect right now. <laughs> full um, effect jazz hands. Just like turned out way better than I possibly could have imagined it to. And so I've uh, already thrown a couple base coats on it and really stoked to have this guy done. I'm, I, I think it's the best conversion that I've I've done in my hobby career. So I'm super jacked about that. I'll throw some pictures up on uh, on the Instagram and uh, if people want to check it out. So I've been doing that. Um, also with the airbrush, I've been working on some of those uh, 40K... Um, what are they? Objective markers. Oh, those are really cool. That came out. So I've been, um, I've been working on like the computer guy and that tank, which I've fully painted. And I'm actually right now slowly filling it with water effects. You got to do it like really slow layer by layer. Uh, so I've been working on those and the drop pod using the airbrush on that stuff. Good mm -hmm. little tester models. Cool. So those, trying to get those done for the ZM table for Kippers. Um, also got a fucking wall update. <laughs> I I haven't been doing any, but uh, I got John to take one of the packs home. And him and his girlfriend are going to work on some of them. And might have uh, an inroad to a guy that might help us. I might throw him some shekels to... Help us full, full some and get that stuff ready. <laughs> Forty-five days away, and I'm to starting to sweat. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that, and then I went up to John's place for a game um, last week, which was super awesome. He uh, he's got this sweet little outdoor space, which is like underneath uh, a porch, uh, but it's still like it's opened on two sides and gets lots of light. So, it, you know, getting the last little bits of summer, having some outdoor games and enjoying some beers. So he was playing his uh, his drop uh, heresy or his sons of Horus. <laughs> thank you. He's uh, testing out his list for Kippers. So I actually is the second time I played kind of this version of this game. I've I've taken up a fat mat to his place and some terrain and left my Mechanicum up at his place just to uh we've been doing some weekly games up there mm. and just to get the Mechanicum out of my out of my face so I should be working on terrain. But as you can see <laughs> with the Magos <laughs> He snuck his way in there. He snuck his way in. Um but anyway, so I played it was the second game and the first game uh, I really just didn't deploy very well. We were playing uh, 3,000 points, and I had my Cybernetica. This time, I kind of turtled up in the corner, made it so he couldn't drop, and like he had to drop in front of me and just take on tons of things with uh, Interceptor and stuff like that. So he comes in, and he does Horace's drop where you know he doesn't scatter, and he weathers the the storm coming in and then does all of his shooting like tons of combi melters and pl combi plies and he just shits the bed and all of his rolls and he's oh. sitting in, out in front of like two thanatars oh with, like, god <laughs> and so I proceed to the next game just like devastate him yeah. and uh, came up with uh so I refer to my Thanatars as Thannies. And I didn't I was just like, 
so so fucking happy <laughs> and it was my turn to drop these sandy plates and so i got in my head you know uh the jitterbug that yeah, yeah. george michael song it's jitterbug. like Wake yeah me up for, for me it's go-go. for me it's the fanny drop <laughs> doing the fanny drop, drop. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway i just fucking dropped two things on him he's like oh don't worry i'm gonna take all these on horus and then he shits them at most rolls. I do like five wounds to Horus. Take out like over the course of my first shooting turn, like I think seven of his just Aaron. And just like, you know, he gets super poopy. And just because he's dropping in, he's only got so much on the table. And somehow over the course of this game, he turns it around and ends up winning but it was like one of the best yeah it was amazing it was like i suck at rolling so of course my ability to roll ones and twos came into effect in the game as usual but uh he like just turned it around it was amazing like it was i wasn't bitter about it just because it was so cool of how it actually turned around so he ended up just winning the thing which was wicked uh so just a great game like you know i lost but i had such a such a fun time and i'll definitely remember that game for like a long time (laughs) so great game uh there and then uh i guess my last little bit of hobby uh hobby talk is uh, there's some major skunk works in effect right now i can't talk about it but like a major announcement is going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks from uh, Victoria Heresy 30K. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you're you're privy to the news. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't quite believe that it's happening. But I think uh, it's I think it's fitting. It's fitting. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fitting. I, with the enthusiasm you have right now, it makes sense. Well, yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, you've been you've had a majestic heresy boner for quite a while now, and I think the world's is finally getting to appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, stay tuned uh, for some announcements in the Near future. hopefully next episode. We we will be able to drop some news. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll go into our main segment and we'll get back right back at you. Right. And welcome back. Uh, so we're going to do our main segment, the Bot GT's Running an Event Series, Part 1, Tables and Test Games. Um, so this tables and all- testies. Ta- oh, sorry. And tables, tables and testies. <laughs> Table testies. Sorry, that's a typo. It should say testies. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be an ongoing series about how to run an event. Uh, the topics we're going to be covering will be, well, tables and test games. <laughs> um, Today, yeah. But yeah. in the future, like basically the whole idea behind the series is we're going to kind of break it down bit by bit of like running an event and try to get people that are maybe you know don't really know how to approach it or people do know how to approach it and just kind of show that hey if these two idiots can do it (laughs) anyone can right true yeah so today we're going to talk about tables and test games and but then uh you know and these are not going to come out we're not going to do like the next 
couple episodes all about these. These will be kind of sporadic, like in between some episodes. But uh, the next one will be about communities and gaming groups and social media and just like growing a community in your area. Uh, we'll also have an uh, episode about like where to host an event and setting up your narrative for your event, kind of doing laying the groundwork to uh, get an event going. And then we'll also have uh, an episode about, you know, the actual game day and how to prep for that day and, you know, what your role as a tournament or an event organizer, I guess is what we like to say, mm -hmm. uh, what your role is during that that time and you know the upsides of gaming uh, or not gaming and and when running and stuff like that so yeah well uh that will be an ongoing series at the boys of the golden throne in the, the next uh, the bocce tees <laughs> <laughs> over the next few months so uh yeah let's uh let's kick this thing off and uh start talking about tables yeah so um Kind of what we're going to do here is just kind of talk about like how we would approach a table, um, well, personally, and then we'll we'll both talk about how we do it, and then you guys can uh, take your own takes on that. Yeah, like building a table yeah. or, you know, how to, yeah, building tables, <laughs> <laughs> tables and terrain. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how do you start your tables, AJ? Um, so basically my approach, um, well, I guess my original approach was just like, hey, this is cool. I'm going to buy it. And, uh, you know, didn't really have uh, a mat at the time, didn't have a board. So I was just, you know, really getting the bones off, <laughs> bones of the hobby, you know, getting the groundwork going. But uh, now I definitely take an approach of before I even buy anything, I, I want to figure out, okay, what am I going for with this table? Is it going to be a city table? All right, cool. What kind of, what kind of surface am I going to use for that table what how am i going to paint it what kind of buildings am i going to do what's the theme of the table if it's a city table is it going to be like a dense uh you know habitation block or is it going to be more of the industrial side of the city or is it going to be more of an open kind of square or some you know basically try to have a game plan um, and that's kind of i guess more towards my kind of gaming style that I like to do and, and more towards the narrative. What's the, how am I going to run missions for this table? So that's kind of my broad approach. Um, I would say, what about you? Um, uh, when I'm building a table, I like to give it like a story essentially, like why they're fighting over it. Um, so usually like I have to have like a, uh, some kind of focal point or, um, notable building or terrain piece and then yeah. kind of work around that. So, um, in wars, people don't fight over things for no reason, and they, and within a battle itself, there's an objective. So I try to make even if the objective for your scenario is different from the terrain table, having yeah. that base reason for them to be there. Um, so that's kind of where I start my idea around. Um, okay, like, like a big comms tower or a defensive position or like. Uh, like you said, like industrial area, like things that things that they'll be using in a prolonged war, right? Um, okay, so that's how I start my idea for a table and like what my themes are. Okay, so once you have your plan, mm -hmm. um, what uh, what do you start doing from there? 
when I start doing my like plan after after I've got my base idea, what I plan for is um essentially if it's a forty cable table, the planet they'll be on. Is it like where is it going to be? Is it going to be in the, like a, a desert planet or a, a, a high density flora and fauna? So like lots of trees or city things like that. So I'll do research on like a planet that I want to base it around. Mm-hmm. And then uh, build my terrain and color it, uh, and figure out what kind of buildings or rock faces and stuff I'll need for that. Okay, so you start figuring out. Obviously, that's much like me. What you know, what's going to go onto this table? Yeah. What you know? How many pieces roughly are we looking at? And start. I start then kind of doing research online of like, yeah, yeah. okay, where can I? Where can I? procure these pieces of terrain or am I going to build them you know what's the idea start doing research behind how to bring that idea to fruition so like if you're like um, taking into consideration like how much you want to invest obviously yes budget is definitely yeah budget and timeline is a a big a big consideration to take in when stepping up to a project for sure uh, well, something uh, I should have thought about when I started those fucking ZM walls. <laughs> um, so, uh, because yeah, budget and timeline are a big factor, um, and we kind of both have the same idea for doing a planning and starting a research, which is just figuring out where you want to actually fight and just building it around there. Right. So yeah, let's talk about about oh, very Canadian there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about uh, budget and timeline a little bit. Um, so you know you can you could have a budget of what fifteen hundred dollars to get yourself a real Forge World, you know, ZM table, or you might have a couple hundred dollars. Same thing for a table uh, like a regular table. You could you know have tons of money to go out and buy nice decorative tiles and get you know all GW. Yeah. <laughs> terrain and and things like that so you know there's definitely well maybe we'll get into that a little bit more when we go specifically into terrain and and mats but you know that's definitely you should a big start thing with the budget have- in mind but like how much am i willing to spend on this table yes exactly and you know what would say what's your usual average what, what are you kind of shooting for i would if- say 150 to 200 i like to sit, sit, keep mine around not including a mat not including a mat yeah okay all yeah, right because that's not gonna happen with a mat yeah <laughs> it's like all it's right so be you got pop cans and like yeah. uh, beer bottles everywhere yeah beer hammer every time <laughs> yeah we need your rain yeah <laughs> check that beer and put it down yeah uh, yeah okay um another thing then is is timeline um you know if you there are some things that take, you know, timeline kind of goes into all of these topics. You know, we're going to talk about painting here in a minute, but um, timeline's a big thing to think about. And it's going to be something to think about in the way that you approach your painting and approach what kind of terrain you're buying. If you, you know, you can, you can buy pre-painted terrain. Uh, it is out there, but, you know, there's more, it's more expensive than you could have 
something like these bloody walls that I have that are <laughs> going to be the longest bloody terrain project I've ever done. So taking in consideration when you, if you're working towards an event, let's say and you're trying to get tables done like us, yeah. <laughs> this is a big thing that you need to take into consideration. If you, this is just for home and you're just gradually building it over the course of, you know, maybe years for, for yourself, then maybe that's something that you don't need to think about. Um, I wanted to point out the other thing with the budgeting and the both timeline is you've got to factor these into your hobby costs in general. Like, yeah, that money is not. It, yes, if you have that kind of experimental income where you can spend your regular amount on hobbying plus a new table, that's great. But most people don't have that kind of leisure. Yeah. And it, you know what? I think it's also for me, at least, it's been kind of phases in my hobby. Uh, you know, when I first got in hobby or first got into the hobby terrain wasn't a huge factor for me. It was like, you know, the main factor, hey, let's get an army going mm-hmm. and get that painted and get that on the table. Uh, for me now, you know, I've got multiple painted 40K and 30K armies. And just for where I am in the hobby right now, terrain is my main it is my main army, basically. Exactly. So, you know, I think uh, the timeline of your hobby is something also to consider. If you're if you're someone, you know, that basically goes to hobby stores or goes to events, doesn't really play at home, you know, maybe maybe this topic isn't going to really uh, <laughs> or maybe it'll to you spur you on to start your own table because that's there true. Is, yeah. There is a comfort about being able to play in your own home. Mm-hmm. You don't feel rushed in the store or like other people are not coming around and picking up your mom. Playing your underwear. Yeah. You can drink beers while you're doing it. Yes. You see, this is why like <laughs> store gaming is very, very hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like to me, a six pack of beer is like as required as dice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not as much as templates because if you have the beer, you know, you yeah. can you could just use those for templates. It's <laughs> very true. Yeah. What's that? You have to buy like those like mini kegs to do the blast template, right? <laughs> so, no, just the just the one liter tall cans buy it. <laughs> just gotta get a big one liter tall can of blue, you'll be fine. That's a large blast. That's a large blast. For sure. Um, we should just call our color those large blasts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Just bring uh, bring a cooler, a large blast to uh, to the gentlemen's event on ice. Oh, I wonder if we can get some mongoose shipped over from Ontario. Oh God! Hey, get Chad to bring them. Oh yeah, we'll get Chad to send us a care package. There you go, Chad. Um, Chad. Figure that out. Okay, you got to get on getting a at least a twelve pack of uh, of mongoose, mongoose. talking. Yeah, mongoose. But just put it on the greyhound. Ship it out here. <laughs> you buy the seat. They'll figure out what to do. <laughs> oh no, you can ship on the greyhound. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh um, yeah. I don't know about liquids though. I, don't, <laughs> I might not like that. No. Uh, <laughs> so uh, painting plan. Like, so when you go into painting your terrain, like, what do you, what do you start with? Well, it's definitely I approach it much like an army. Or now I do. Um, I've when I've didn't approach things more of with a you know, a theme in mind, it was kind of sporadic and things were painted all different colors and then you put it on a table. And to me, that just doesn't work as well. So 
Um, now I definitely approach it with a plan, figure, you know, checking out YouTube, figuring out usually quick ways of painting. Uh, like I was discussing earlier in my hobby progress with these Mechanicum buildings, like I'm following the GW um, Duncan method. And Which is it's definitely... It's yes. Yeah, so of course, I'm thinning my paints. I'm <laughs> listening to Duncan. I just switched all my paints to dropper bottles, so I could specifically thin my paints. They're pre-thin now. I didn't Ooh. even. Yeah, <laughs> sexy. Uh, <laughs> so definitely coming out with like the plan, but like going th- with the GW video that I'm following, <laughs> it's intensive. Like it's definitely not the quickest way to paint buildings but these are for more at home like i want these to look really good so i'm spending a little bit more time on them that said i need to get them done for kippers so i need to (laughs) speed it up but i'm almost done though so um but yeah you know looking at different plans um i've got a couple different ideas for future tables i'm following like a recipe that i got from rob at eg games big shout out to rob um for some of his city terrain how he painted it like the um like the lanacy tables if you remember um those black kind of mm. just kind of bony dry brushed buildings so i'm doing that for a city table so i can pair that with his stuff for big mega battles and other yeah, yeah. you know keep it in theme for at events um so yeah, definitely like having a plan to approach it, and usually um, I'm trying to do something as quick as possible. So that's something that I look for, and when doing my research, like dry brushing is with a large dry brush is your friend. Yes. Anything with using big brushes, <laughs> everything's your friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How about you? Uh, for my painting plans, yeah, I'll look, usually look up on YouTube, but mainly comes down to is how much can I use spray cans to my advantage? Mm. Mm-hmm. The more I can use a, a, a spray paint, the uh, spray cans, the the more I'm happy. Yeah. I, I've i now, with the Mechanicum stuff I did, I did that with the airbrush. So that was not all the detail work, but at least getting the base coats on, and that sped things up, like, significantly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, hand-painting terrain is just the most boring thing ever. Yeah, yeah, it can be for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so like that's kind of our planning ideas. What about let's talk about some some table surfaces? So just let's get into talking more about what's out there for different table surfaces and what's out there for terrain. Yeah, so like yeah, table surfaces. You're the the GW and Forge World realms of battle tables, like the Zone Mortalis Forge World table. Um, all the new GW, what are they called again? Uh, I think they're all like Realm of Battles, but the I think it's sec- Sector... Sector Imperialis. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah so like those that. tables are awesome. Yeah. They're they're beautiful, <laughs> you know. They, take... they are the worst things to roll dice on, though. Yes, I would <laughs> say that dice rolling trays are uh, a, a necessity with those especially like the city tables i've i've played a little bit i played like one game on them for at the store and it's like the amount of cock dice that you get (laughs) rolling on those things so uh the the forge rolled ones are beautiful like if i 
if I won the lottery, <laughs> it'd be like one of the first things I do is get enough for like a eight by six of uh, of the Forge World. Really? Oh yeah, totally. Just send them off to a painter to get painted. <laughs> um, I think they're beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. for to have something like that is just you know, I, I love the mats. Yeah. Love the mats, but to have the three D element, I think really adds to oh uh, the whole immersion you'll get from that is just yeah big time mm-hmm. downside of those obviously is that they're super expensive um yes you know what are the regular gw ones are i think almost four hundred dollars yeah and the yeah the four hundred dollars will get you like four, a four by four not even no 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 it it's a it's a four by six no for okay, either i was saying four hundred bucks will get you maybe a four by four of the zone mortalis ones Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about uh, the, 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 like the regular GW, like this the city one and the hill one. Yeah. I think they're around 400 bucks. Yeah, um, I used to have the hill one, but it takes up a lot of space. Like it it's does. a big two by two by like probably I don't know almost a foot. Um, so it takes up a lot of space. It's kind of they're pain to put together, mm-hmm. I find. Um, but the the immersion level is is quite high. The forge rolled ones are ludicrously (laughs) expensive, but they are beautiful. And if if we were ever to actually make a gaming group, like we've joked about and I've talked about, that'd be like one of the first thing the, uh, the, the tithe fees would go to. Yeah. Like a Z, a real ZM. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, they need to, they need to get like layaway at forge world. Haven't you seen the, the thing they talked about? No. Yeah, there's like a payment plan thing they're thinking about coming out with. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. No, 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 that's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to forget that you said that. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> there's also like the surface mats uh, now that that have come out. These are like so many. I'm now. sure. I'm sure everyone's seen them. Yeah. Um. At this point, it's almost like a thin mouse pad kind of material. Mm-hmm. Um, the Table War guys and uh, Frontline Gaming were the first ones to come out with them with the fat mats. Yeah. I've got three of them now. Um, I got two. Well, I have three because I also have a three by three for another. Oh, one. do you for uh, for Infinity or? Uh, it was for Malifaux. I'm going to use it for. Oh, Malifaux. Okay, cool. Right yeah. on. Um, there's also, so then I guess Table War and Frontline Split went their separate ways, and now each of them has their own mats. Both of them look great. Um, there's also Game Mat EU. I'm not as familiar with these guys, but um, good stuff. And then there's also, like, I guess we can mention the GW ones, but yeah, really they're trying. Not, <laughs> they're trying, but, like, a 4x4, four four, like, I don't know why they haven't put out 6x4s yet. Like I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I think I'd probably get one, yeah. you know, if there is a 6x4. Yeah. I'm always wanting to support my local GW. There's just, as a heresy player, there's only so much that I can support, support yeah. <laughs> get from them. So, um, um, and, uh, There's also, like, the other companies are doing, like, the vinyl mats, too. The ones that you, like, um, have you seen felt those ones before? I don't know. Like, I don't think so. Yeah, so they're more, they're uh, a stiffer material. They're usually okay. a little cheaper in cost, but yeah, uh, still same amount of detail. Um, they roll up, but the, the downside to those ones is that if you keep them rolled up too long, they s- want to stay rolled up. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, Okay, I guess. um, And then there's always, you know, making your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is super fun because you get to plan a table (coughs) from, like, the ground up. So you can make something crazy immersive at that point. Absolutely. There, I, you know, this, um, I guess another, you know, you can do the, the plywood. I remember, I think the first table me and my friends made was plywood with, I think we actually used like concrete mix what, (laughs) or something like that. And like a mortar mix and painted the whole thing and it was heavy as fuck though like <laughs> oh god yeah you're putting cement <laughs> i don't know if it was actually cement but it was it was heavy <laughs> yeah um and so there's obviously you don't want to do that but there's you know throwing some basic sand and glue and yeah whether making it in sections or making a full table if you have the space to store it um there's also um you know if you're balling um i don't know if you've seen any of these but the like the custom beautiful like furniture quality made gaming tables have you ever seen these online yeah 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 those are with like built-in trays for there's cup holders and like rails to put dice um rolling trays on and just beautiful again if i won the lottery (laughs) again if you won the lottery yeah yeah um the other cool thing is i I remember uh, a guy in our local area i i still want to try it which is you line up you have your whole you like take like the foam core stuff that like pink pink, big pink foam yeah yeah and you make you buy a six by four of that and then you cut trenches into that yeah yeah you've talked about doing that before Yeah. yeah So I thought about doing that again, but yeah, that's that's one of the ways you can do it. Is like you can just buy a board, put the foam core on there, and then cut hills and cliffs out of that, and it's always permanently yeah. that way. But it is a table. I've seen people too, like for ZM tables, do get just one by one tiles cut uh, out of plywood, and then get basically thin plywood walls and copy the exact layouts that uh, GW has for their or Forge World has for their tiles. Yeah. Paint those up, add some texture or whatever to them. Um, yeah, our, our buddy Ashton has made a ZM table doing the using foam and just thin one by one material. Um, I think it's like a, a plywood or like a really thin plywood kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely, you know, YouTube is your friend and check out what other people are building. And I, I guess the other thing that's emerging is 3d printing um, yeah i just oh i couldn't imagine the amount of time you would spend well you know set it up do it at work there's also now places that are being set up pop-up stores that you just go in and tell them what you want printed and they'll print it and you come yeah. back later and pick it up so i think we're gonna see you know maybe not right now but that's definitely something in the future i've uh, i've printed my buddy's got a 3d printer and i've printed out some zm walls that are actually pretty good so uh i might i've thought about giving him like a hundred bucks and you know seeing how far that goes yeah yeah but uh anyway yeah so i think more to come on on there also that kind of dips into terrain i've also seen you know some 3d buildings being printed so Mm -hmm. um you know cost and all that is still 
probably just as high, but uh, we will see what the future holds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so with building, well, getting terrain in general. So uh, there's lots of options now, like so many options Tons. for terrain. Yeah. We were just talking about that earlier, just like back in the day when you use like pop cans and books for terrain because it was just so hard to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of the time you're just making it yourself. And that, you know, when when I first got into it, at least. Yeah. It's cool when they used to have in White Dwarf, like, here's how to build, like, an orc building out of just cardboard yeah. and stuff like that. And be Obviously, they don't do that because they don't sell cardboard. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, other than the boxes. Imagine they, you walk up, it's like GW Cardboard for terrain building. <laughs> well, they have that now. They've got, like, they're one of those new starter boxes. Oh, it's, that's right. Uh, have, the box the is... Looks like the shipping containers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they did have that second edition dreadnought and dread cardboard dreadnought in the oh, that's starter right. box. <laughs> you recall? Oh yeah, the orc one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like moving on to non-crappy cardboard <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> There's, you know, GW is just killing it right now. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, you know, they're building the regular 40K buildings, I think, have been amazing since forever. Um, you know, the, the, that they're modular, that you can build them however, which way you want. Yeah. Um, it's always been awesome. You know, a bit of a pain in the butt to put together, but you do have that infinite flexibility. Um, the new Shadow War stuff is just beautiful i just can't gorgeous. wait to get more of that stuff it's yeah. gonna hurt but it's <laughs> uh, it's just beautiful so you know I, I also on this i guess some you can say forge world as well because some of those tiles are basically buildings like yeah that, yeah that forge world uh space marine fortress comp fortress thing uh obviously all of these have <laughs> very high price tags associated and and the forge or, or the gw stuff isn't uh isn't that cheap either i would say though you do get a pretty good deal um there is a box that's like the sector imperialis awesome, yeah. where it comes with i think like basically four and a half boxes of the yeah. regular city train all in one it's actually a pretty good deal um, I know we have one at our local GW. store. Yeah, I think it's like 140 bucks yeah. or something like that. 45 bucks Canadian, at least. Just, you get quite a bit. You get it quite a bit. So, um, yeah, that's probably a good. I'd say if you you actually want to go down the road of starting with GW train, that's a good box to get, and maybe getting one or two of the big ego buildings uh, mm-hmm. for some big line of sight blocking train. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, GW killing it. Always great. Maybe not great for the pocket. No. But uh, you don't play you know, this hobby if you got little money to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not heresy. No, definitely not heresy. Yeah. Um, yeah, MDF train is also getting really good lately. Really, like really, really good. I have my There's some great detail like before it kind of lacked detail but some of the newer stuff that i'm seeing mm-hmm. you know it's one looks like they're kind of more complicated builds which is fun mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite parts of the hobby is putting putting models together so uh yeah you just got a whole bunch of new stuff why don't you uh, tell us about yeah, that yeah so like these are fairly basic but they're really they were they were very comprehensive and for the price it was amazing like i think 
like for a three-story building was only like twenty-three dollars. That's pretty good, man. And like, and it's staircase. You can do staircases on every level, and then there's cool. also like windows and like balconies and stuff. And it's pretty sturdy. It's it's pretty sturdy, yeah. Like, and you how you build it, like the top, the, like the the each floor connects really well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it modular? Like, could you build it in smaller ones, or is this like one just the three-story building kind of thing? Well, I actually bought the three and then built a one-story comms building and then a two-story building. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Right on. But yeah, there's tons of stuff. Like, I've got, you've seen my pop can buildings. My, yeah. uh, some of the, it was, I guess, my, the best train I've ever put together with Matt. Yeah. Hey, come come on over. We have to drink a 12-pack of beer to build this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was only, uh, if only it was Shitty Kitty. It kind of hurts oh, me that it was, that's not Shitty Kitty. Oh. Wildcat beer for... Oh, I used to shotgun Wildcat Strong back in the day. <laughs> just makes you roar like a tiger. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound of your vomits. <laughs> Aggressive vomit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's tons of stuff. Like I, um, I know if you want to know a really good rundown of, um, MDF train, I know the, the guys at the Io Horus, this going back, like I would say 20 episodes or so ago, they did a, a thing all about train and did a really, really, um, intensive rundown of all these different MDF, uh, train companies. So if you want, a really good let's go over there. Uh, my pop can stuff. I I only wish they still made it. This the company went out of business. Um, but uh, yeah, really cool, really cool stuff there. Um, and yeah, uh, is there any other companies that you know of that you want to just throw off off offhand for MDF? Not not offhand, unfortunately not. All right, cool. Well then, uh, let's move on. There's also there are some cardboard things like these fucking walls that i've been bitching and complaining about for <laughs> weeks uh, months at this point <laughs> for me at least um but you know they are they are beautiful they're uh the the cool thing about them is that they're high res it's a high res print so there's little like flyers up on the wall that it's like join the imperial army and yeah you i know. actually have to build a bunch of those for my buildings i want to put posters and stuff up on things yeah, they're like they are cool. They're just tedious, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're they serve a point in that in between. You know, there's there's the cheapest thing you can probably get. I think I got got a six by four's worth for I think it was like eighty to a hundred bucks. So oh, like, wow. yeah, you know, cheap. But the amount of time, if time is money. <laughs> then it's worth I, way more than this. Well, I always think I'm like if if I was being if I was charging at the same rate I do at work, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know that is an option if you want to see some. Uh, I know Aunt, Andrew Hollis at Tagged Events just uh, dropped a new version of the Zone Mortalis walls that I've got. Uh, which are really cool. They've got this kind of like greeny tint to them. They're pretty dope. So uh, you can check out tagged events on Facebook for some of that. And then, uh, of course, the tried and true uh, making your own. Um, I haven't done as much. I've dabbled in this a little bit. Um, 
I'm, you know, it's it if getting little bits and pieces to add to to stuff you make your own really like brings stuff out. Um, but I, you know, I want to get into it more. I just haven't been as driven to do it yet. I guess. <laughs> um, but have you have you done a lot of making your own train? Uh, I've done I've, I've done some. Um, there's lots of different methods, and you kind of have to look up on YouTube, find the ones you think you would like to do the most, and kind of just try it out. It's a it's a lot of trial and error, like a lot yeah. of trial and error. So prepare to make some errors. <laughs> I, again, I'm gonna plug iHorse guys. Tim yeah. is just being like killing it and on making train. He's been doing. Um, little instagram posts as well of just showing like step by step kind of how he's been doing them and trying to make them like as cheap as possible just using like expanding foam and that's what I've stuff been like lately. that yeah i really want yeah with your hills right yeah 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 so i'd i'd like to do more of that um obviously it's a lot better than buying like i am actually doing a full gw city <laughs> terrain table uh, I've, I've been building that over the course of five years or something, so it's oh, been gosh. slow going. But yeah. you know, in the end, I, I do want to have a full table. <laughs> of yeah, that well, that, that's that's like white dwarf quality looking at that point. Well, you've seen some of my buildings. Oh, yeah. I've gone pretty whole hog on them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of those buildings are two to three kits worth, so not cheap, but no. um, they look awesome. <laughs> But yeah, definitely um, there's some great, like you said, great YouTube videos out there and uh, great like things on Instagram and just, uh, you know, even looking around. I, I see things all the time where I'm just like, oh, this little, you know, pipe bit from. Oh, yeah. Every time I go to like Rona or something. Yeah, totally. Um, just thinking about little things that hey, I could throw that into a piece of train and it could look like uh, some like refinery equipment or something like that so yeah lots of you know lots of different things (laughs) that you can use to make your own um but yeah i would say you know overall it all comes back to what's your theme you know yeah it's it's yeah if obviously if your theme it doesn't require a whole lot of uh money that's awesome for you (laughs) but sometimes if you have an aggressive theme that's going to cost you a lot more time and money yeah, you know, and I don't think it's there's nothing wrong to have a really basic board too. Like you could have some barren wasteland in the middle of the desert kind of thing, and maybe it is just a table that has got some sand and it's just dry brushed. And you maybe do a couple of small little hill hills with some foam and maybe a couple just rocks, you yeah. know, the garden that you spray and paint and to fit it into the the look of the board and just have that kind of barren open warfare table. But you don't want to go to, let's say, an event and have 10 tables like that. No, no, you do not. No. (laughs) You have some upset people. So, you know. But not everyone's here to listen to making it for event tables you know they're maybe just doing something at home and and that's an that would be an easy one to throw into your rotation right you know oh, yeah. you might have a city t- table already and you want to do something cheap like that's you could easily go out in the garden grab a couple rocks grab you know make some sand dunes like you're talking about have a super cheap easy table oh yeah totally that's and paint simple. that thing super quickly <laughs> oh yeah you can get paint that, that in an afternoon, afternoon. Yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> 
<laughs> on a totally non-related note, I just found out my Iron Warriors are in Canada. Woo! You were yeah. watching the tracker right now? Oh, I, ju- I literally just looked it up, and it's already gone. It's just gone through customs. Woo! Um, yeah. Awesome. Actually, now just we're talking about that board. I'm like, I'm gonna make a mental note. Maybe, maybe we should do that for a, a yeah. quick, easy one. Yeah, just a fill, just some filler. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's kind of a, I guess, our little ramble about terrain and and tables. Um, why don't we, why don't we move along to test games, the old let's, testies? Let's, let's, let's talk about our testies. <laughs> um, so. As you've been in a pretty aggressive event organizing the late, uh, why don't you talk about the game te- uh, testings you've been doing for finding out what are good scenarios? Um, okay, well, I guess um, for the first two game or first two events, they, it was actually pretty easy for me. I knew that I wanted to keep the events again. Comes back to theme. Theme always drives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to keep the theme of the event with what was going on currently in the heresy. Um, So I based it on the shadow war missions and we basically at the time, because that book kind of had just dropped or that was the, the new book at the time when I started to run events. um, Mm -hmm. That was what I was kind of playing uh, at home a lot. So, uh, but that said, you know, I was doing usually I, a lot of my test games I do with John. Um, I find that he's a pretty good, not like he's a knowledgeable dude to run ideas off of. And uh, not to say I don't run ideas off people like you, but we're separated, so we can't. We've never actually played a game. <laughs> we've never. We've played a few tournaments, but we just never matched up. We got to do that. Uh, we got to do that to Kippers. Yeah, just like, play I'll, just. just yeah, I'll have my army up there. So we, maybe we just play like a little Z- ZM game or something yeah. like that. Yeah, totally. Maybe we can live stream it. No, yeah. I got my night. If not, we can do, uh, I have my camera and we can record it at least. Yeah, I'm going to bring my camera to you in a little tripod. Well, so we can get, tripod? Yeah, we can get some. Tripod sexy, action? <laughs> sexy tripod action. Um, so yeah, that, you know, I, definitely. theme is definitely like kind of what drives how i pick the missions and you know basically i just start working them into my weekly bi-weekly kind of gaming just testing them out um but i will say that i am I've always said I'm more of a hobbyist than a gamer, so I do tend to lean on other people when setting up events of like, what do you think about this? Because, <laughs> you know, for me, I'm I'm happy of just going and throwing dice and and uh, but I know people there, and I am setting up narrative events, but that doesn't mean I can't just you know run a piss poor event. They still we still need yeah. to have good missions that make sense. Yeah. Um, I would say for the more for the next event for Kippers, I'm is the this is the first time I'm doing lots of research into the different events and diving into multiple different books uh, for inspiration. Um, and also now I've made some connections into the Seattle Heresy scene and some event organizers down there. I'm starting to you know pillage little ideas that we might incorporate into uh kippers and future events and really like that's 
I think a lot of people, it's all about, hey, what are these people doing? That sounds like a cool idea. I'm going to apply that here. It's yeah. basically it's basically the whole gist of, of Victoria Air C30K. You know, everything in the events that I've run are based on things I've heard on other podcasts, you know, player packs that I've read from other events. Um, kind of, that's how... That's how everything is being born, at least from this organization. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what about you? Like, how do you look at it? Uh, well, um, for as a player standpoint, I've got to kind of base it around uh, what I feel comfortable building and painting, first of all. Because that also makes a big difference. Because mm-hmm. you will be... I'm a, you hear my cat? I can, yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. kitty. Hey, kitty. Um, yeah, so you kind of have to base it around what you want to paint and stuff like that as well. But when you start playing games, you've got to uh, really put your army into scenarios that they're not going to do well in. Because understanding you, what your army is going to suck at is better than understanding what your army is going to be good at. <laughs> yeah. So play, going in and playing a game... Um, and then obviously figuring out what is the best and worst in your army. Like when you're building a list, like you already have an innate knowledge of what's going to work in your army the best. Yeah. So just playing it and finding out if it's even your style of play or if it's not. Uh, so yeah, just playing your games and playing lots of games, multiple different legions, multiple different factions, and different players in general. Like if you keep playing as the same people, you're going to get a pretty stagnant gaming style. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You gotta gotta get out there. For sure. Yeah. You got to put yourself out there. You do. And, you know, that maybe, you know, for me, like going up to Kippers the first time, it was kind of throwing myself out there. Obviously, I knew some of the people there, but, um, you know, playing it's mostly the same things and and going to events, you can get that different, uh, different you know, player base, different list that you're not going to expect. And maybe you're not going to do well against those because you haven't had experience with them, but you're going to get that knowledge for the next event. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just getting out there, playing more games and entering more tournaments. Yeah. And what do you, what about like in terms of your actual test games, at least for me, when I do it, um, like I always want to, like you said, what do I what do I have painted? What what's feasible to get painted in time for the event? What are yeah. some of the units that I really want to take? That's usually exactly. how I start looking at a list. I, I definitely want you know this is my theme. This is what I want to take. Once I figure out that list, then not just doing you know changing it constantly. I, I you know, playing at least three games, I would say, and trying to get different opponents and, you know, okay, look back at all three games. Okay, what worked and what didn't work? What was I strong against and what was I weak against? Maybe, you know, maybe I didn't have great um, tanks, you know, tank AP and tanks were a problem for me. So, okay, I need, I know I need to, but I had lots of ability to kill infantry. So maybe I'll tone down, I've got too much of the infantry killing and I need more tanks and exactly. then make some tweaks to it and then test that out and, you know, try to do that because ultimately what you don't, at least what I don't want to do because I'm not great with the rules and I need, I need to play 
my list at least a few times before an event just so I'm good with the list and I'm quick with it. Yeah. If I go in dry <laughs> and I haven't played any test games, you know, it's it's going to be a slower gaming experience it's not going to be as fun for me and it's not going to be as fun for my opponent so no it's not when you're stopping look at rules and having to d- triple check your own stuff it's just not a it's not a yeah. good time and that's fine it's not to say if you have to go and look at rules no, you no. know that that's frowned upon but if you're you're constant you're slowing the game down constantly because you're not up on your rules and yeah you know y- you have a certain op- a, like a responsibility to a social, the, oblig, a social obligation. Yes, to at least be, you know, know kind of what you're doing and don't waste the other opponent's time. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think also, um, like you said, playing different factions, playing, don't getting stuck with playing the same person is... is and obviously, like, if you're in an area where that's you only have one person still play games but if you get a chance to get out make sure you try to get make time for that yeah Yeah. or even asking you know if you are stuck in a situation where you only have a couple people uh, but those people have like a lot maybe you could ask them hey you know i'm trying to test this out against a bunch of different armies do you think you could bring something that's different from this list that you always bring you know exactly yeah or, uh, yeah, even, like, if, if your opponent has to, like, maybe proxy an army, that is... It's practice games. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And if it's, yeah. like, you and a buddy that are going to an event, then you can be like, okay, I'll do this for you this game. You know, I'll switch my army, and the next game, you, you switch it up so I can practice on my, you know, tournament list on something exactly. else that you usually play. So, yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that was our main uh, tables and testies. Uh, just kind of talking about like ta- our, uh, how we get our tables, how we get the events running, how we play our games, and just like just we just talked about kind of what we do in the hobby, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, and it like it, we've got we've got a new email, don't we? Do we? Didn't you That's... set one up? Oh yeah, 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 well, we'll shed it out at the end of the show, but if people yeah. want to get in touch and they've got anything they might want to, like, add to what we said here, shoot us an email, and, uh, we'll, like we said, we'll read it out in, in the closeout of the show. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, or send us an email or a little message on uh, on Facebook, and we'll, uh, we'll read out your thoughts. Yeah. Especially if they're like, you suck. No, don't, <laughs> don't, don't send Please us Please don't those. say that one. Yeah, that. No. John, no. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> oh, so it's, uh, here we go. I'll just share it out right now. It's uh, BotGTPC. So B-O-T-G-T-P-C at gmail.com. Yeah. Short for Boys of the Golden Throne Podcast. So shoot us an email. Um, all right. So uh, let's... Uh, Let's uh, just uh, move along to the closeout here, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and if you've listened to this at a friend's house or, like, somewhere else, uh, we do have a SoundCloud you can go to. And, yeah. So we'll talk about the outro. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about (laughs) it right now. (laughs) Uh, So we'll get back at you with uh, our...
outro and our show notes. So uh, have you guys I'll see you in a minute. And uh, welcome back. Uh, we figured out the information we need to give you. So uh, <laughs> we can give you that now. Uh, so yeah, um, just our regular closeout. So like uh, our Facebook, Boys of the Golden Throne, still in there. Uh, our Instagram, what's the name of the Instagram? I can never remember it. Uh, well, it's we don't we don't have one for Boys of the Golden Throne. We should no. come mind, oh, <laughs> but right. it's uh, it's Vic Heresy thirty K on Instagram. There's also Boys of the Golden Throne on Facebook. There's Victoria uh, Heresy thirty K events on Facebook. Um, there's also our new. Um, gmail account which is uh bot gtpc at gmail.com you can also get in touch with us through um through uh, facebook so yeah if you want to get in touch shoot us a message exactly um and the other thing i wanted to shout out is uh the varangian heresy faq um, they, the guys there have put together an awesome FAQ based on the Forge World, um, books based on the rule, the seventh edition rules, done tons of, uh, question and answer. So it's what we're using at our events. Uh, I highly suggest you go and check it out. It's, uh, really geared towards, uh, you know, I think our way of, of playing games so mm-hmm. check that out and then also the ranging heresy i'm sure if you're listening to other podcasts you know about this but they're doing the night raffle um it is a raffle it is a charity raffle for uh raise money against duchenne's disease which is a form of muscular dystrophy uh freddie the pot who's on the ranging heresy his son has been diagnosed with this so it's a really rare form of the disease and uh, doesn't get a lot of attention. So uh, this is the second year they're doing um, a, a raffle and it's about 30, it's 35 bucks. I think Aussie, which is basically the same as Canadian, mm-hmm. I think, or maybe no. it's us. I'm not too sure, but anyway, uh, check it out. Um, we'll throw a little link up in our comments for it, uh, but you can win a full, there's three full night houses. You get a version of every single night. There's also a Warhound Titan out there that can be one. And I think there's a few other uh, craziness little things to draw. So it's uh, there's some good odds out there, you know, some big, big prizes. And yeah, even if you don't win, you're a winner because you're supporting a great cause. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I have a couple other little <laughs> things here. So first I wanted to ask you a, a question. Um, you're questioning me on our show notes. It's just cause I'm typing. It. I can't, yeah. I can't, uh, do it quickly. But anyway, I had this question I wanted to ask you. Okay. Uh, and that is, what would you consider your Holy Trinity of heresy? Oh, like in terms of pe- like people, like real people, real people, not, Oh, that's easy. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's uh, so. Who would your holy trinity be? My holy trinity of like so the people we play against or in general. No, no. It could be like people involved with like actual people at Forge World. It could be podcasters. It could be people in our gaming group. It could be I guess whoever you want. Okay. Be well, like it's 
Dolph Lundgren because he kicks ass. No, just um, cuts. Well, the obvious <laughs> one, uh, shout out and like solemn sadness, Alan Bly. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course, has to be. Um, and then oh, I, I'm gonna have to look it up. One of the sculptors, I can't remember his freaking name though. Um. Okay. One of the Primark sculptors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, though. Which Primarchs? Simon you... Egan. Simon, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so Simon. He's been, he's been working for GW for I don't even know how many years, but uh, he's like one of the biggest persons for most of the Primark sculpts, I do believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got you've got Alan on top. Yeah. See, so he's he's Lord Papa. Yeah. And you, you got Simon as basically Jesus. Yeah. And then you. Who's your ghost? Me. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, dude, man, like I started for me, especially I started getting into heresy just kind of like for myself. And then um, me and then Nico got in with me, but it was just it wasn't many people. And then just meeting you and then the Victoria guys has like exponentially expanded my my 30K gaming. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't expecting that. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Well, so how okay. So you? who's your trainer? So for me, um, same as you, Alan Bly on top. Yeah. And then I've got Tim and Michael as one because from the Eye of Horus podcast yeah. because they're basically one person, yeah. or that's the rumor. Yeah. <laughs> and then Duncan. Yeah. Then Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, yeah, and so actually, I should have. Okay, so now that we settled that out, I should have actually brought this up when we were talking about the raffle. Right. But I have to tell you about this dream that I had. Okay. <laughs> so true already. <laughs> I, I had a dream that I actually won one of the knights' houses in the raffle, right? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so then, what that turned into? Oops, uh, was uh <laughs> Was <laughs> that I like abolished the rules against uh, night houses at the event, and me and made the next event like a team game, and me and Filler Up came <laughs> teamed up, and we just have like all of these nights, and then we like the events like running behind, and we don't have uh, you know we're all late, you know where's AJ, you know how are we gonna start this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the door is open, and me and Phil come in with like matching tracksuits, and we've got <laughs> the song. It's like a Nelly P Diddy song from like Bad Boys Two, <laughs> of like shake your tail feather, and that just like comes on speakers, and me, me and Phil are up, just come like rolling in, prant, rolling in. <laughs> so yeah, I had to I had to share that with you because right. I woke up basically laughing. <laughs> you woke up laughing from your ridiculous dream. <coughs> yeah. Do you know what I think is awesome? I was like the other day. I was yesterday. I was in Victoria. We had lunch, but before that, we went to the local GW, and I walk in, and Phil's there, and I go, "I'm like Phil up," and he responded to it. Did he? Yes. <laughs> so I posted it for a group. I was like. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw Randall Musateo today. I was like, I like that you responded to fill her up. And he's just like, well, I guess that that, that is my uh, 30K nickname. I have to respond to it. Yes, it, it has become that for <laughs> it sure. It has become fill her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's about it for me. Um, I just wanted to share those two little bits of nonsense with you before we close things out. So, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch with us, uh, you got our contacts and uh, love to hear from some people. And, uh, and we will yeah. be on iTunes soon. We will be. Yes, that is one of my hobby progress. So hopefully I can finish that or maybe we'll have another shame segment next week. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and, uh, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. And uh, remember, we are the boys of the Golden Throne. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Mm